This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. I could say something pretty inappropriate right now. We are Harley Focus, Jack Hill, Nate Fillers, Chris Froment. You can find us at HarleyFocus.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube at HarleyFocus.com slash YouTube. Uh, playing this in bloom by Nirvana because the 30th anniversary of Nevermind was uh, two days ago or three days ago, I believe. And uh, 1991. The day that Nevermind was released, the day that Blood Sugar Sex Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers came out, uh, it, it was a very important day for music. Uh, uh, some music uh, historians, aficionados, if you will, would say that that day in history, September 23rd, 1991, that's the day that like music changed. September 24th, sorry. That's the day that music effectively changed forever. It changed from 23rd to 24th. (laughs) (laughs) It's the day that the release dates were all shifted up one day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is the day that uh, music changed because that's when, uh, you know, uh, grunge officially became, like, commercialized. It became popular. Um, You know, the day of... The days of glam metal hair bands were done. Now you had Nirvana. Now you had the big four. Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. Uh, Bad Motorfingers, 30th anniversary is coming up next month, I believe, beginning of October. So, uh, yeah, Nirvana, never mind. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Trump Le Monde by the Pixies, uh, which I think was their last album before they split. Um, until when did Indie City Rebanded. come out? It, I mean, they reunited in 04, but it took about 10 years for them to actually put out an album, uh, and they've put out several since. Um, oh, Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory, also came out on that day. So, September 24th, uh, an important day. Also, you had uh, Van Morrison, uh, Prong. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. And then uh, Kios. And Primal Screams, Screamadelica. We used to kick off this show with um, a track from that album many, many, many years ago. So, yes, a very important day, and I can't believe it's been 30 years. Like, Makes me feel old. It's like when I refer to Wolfgang Van Halen who's you know having his career surgence I guess you know being his own act and not uh you know just trying to capitalize on his father's name he's out performing his own music touring behind his own album with his own band and I keep calling him Eddie Van Halen's kid I keep calling him a kid he's 30 years old he's two years younger than me not even. And I keep calling him a kid. He's always a baby to us. 
Yeah, anyone who's born after like 1990, I'm like, oh yeah, that kid. I'm like, what am I on? I was born two months in the last two months of the 80s. Like, I mean, you talked about this, I think, with Ack once. And I was like, dude, totally. Like, I still see people that are my age or like give or take five years. I'm like, oh, wow, they're adults. Not thinking like I myself am also an adult. I still see them as like older, if that makes any sense at all. If I, I, I did a shit way of explaining <laughs> it, but it's like basically I look at people who are like my age. They have like they have a family, they have kids, you know, house and everything like that. I'm like, they're adults. And it's like, Nate, you're an adult. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. No, <laughs> that's that's not. That's not true. I'm I'm not. Well, it's like finding out that like uh, you know, a friend of mine, a neighbor, this kid that lived down the street from me, is five years younger than me. He just celebrated his twenty seventh birthday a few weeks ago, and I'm like looking. I'm like twenty seven. He's a kid. The kid's mm-hmm. a kid. And then I think about it. I'm like, I was twenty seven when I bought my house, so I can't. Not even. I think it was still 26. So, like, you know, people had, like, long established storied careers by the time they were in their mid-20s. Yeah. I mean, last year I was living in my parents' basement. Yeah. And look at me now. Living in blurred paradise. <laughs> <laughs> living in a, a frothy vat of milk and egg whites. It basically just looks like anxiety in here. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's blurred. Yeah, that's a great way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fro's also living on his own. No. I mean, I've technically been living on my own for a while. I just chose to move back in with the grandparents because it was financially responsible. Yeah. That's... Which is an adult thing to say. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah, but at the same time, like my sister's got like a kid, and I'm just like, fuck, she's seven years younger than me. What's like going on? Right. Yeah. (laughs) She's an adult. (laughs) Yeah, she's more adult than I am. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Like, there are people who are like 25 that have kids, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I feel like uh, when you have kids, that's what makes you an adult. I think that's why I have a hard time like saying that I'm an adult because I'm. Because I stutter and also because <laughs> I just don't feel it. I still feel like that like 20-year-old goofball who yeah. just... I mean, I, I think growing up's overrated. I'll honestly. talk... If I see someone in like a position of authority, for example, I will literally look at them, you know, as well above me and I'm... Uh, if I if I can try to articulate a meme that I saw, or oh, it's just equated to uh, that episode of the Rugrats when they're big people, when they have oh, the yeah. they have the bodies of adults but they have the baby heads. <laughs> yeah, that's how I yes. see myself, and then I find out that the person I'm talking to is younger than me. Yeah, um, I literally thought a paper pusher was someone who pushed paper because of that episode for the longest time. <laughs> just that out there. Getting tickets was tickets to Reptar on ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are my parents always upset when they get pulled over <laughs> seems great don't think it'll pour like a cup of coffee it's just mud with like worms and shit in it yes <laughs> yeah 
Dude, that episode. Oh, and then like Phil's like, I gotta go to work today. I'm getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> that episode was brilliant, dude. That episode, yeah. they, they were really good. The writers of, of the Rugrats were really good at like really putting, really visualizing what kids perceive as. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the yeah. World. Yeah. I still remember the uh, an older episode, might have been first season. Gosh, they're like, the kids are like climbing on like tires in a in a garage after like the parents' car oh. like blew a tire or something, yeah. and they're like envisioning that as the whole oh, Grand yeah. Canyon, you know, like because to them a pile of tires is grand. That's huh, look how tall it is, you know. Like I mean, they were going to the Grand Canyon. I think they ultimately did arrive at the Grand Canyon right. at the end of the episode, but they're stupid babies. They don't know any better. Like they they stopped, and now they're they're somewhere. And then like one of them is like, "Hey, that giant pile of tires. That's the Grand Canyon. There you go." Graham I they called Canyon. it the Graham. Yes, the Graham, the Graham Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> I also still have feelings about bugs, thanks to I Remember Melville. Oh, dude. Oh, Melville yeah. loved chocolate pudding. Yeah, that was a tough episode. <laughs> that was that was like some emotional stuff. There. I was like, man, Melville the bug kids Finster. a lot. <laughs> Dude, it's like, how do you teach show. like three year olds how to move on from a loss? Like, dude, <laughs> let's do it with have the a bug. bug. <laughs> yeah. What? There's that episode when like Angelica was gonna move away. Remember, like either like Drew or Charlotte got a new job, so they were gonna move. And all of a sudden, like in like the last five minutes of the episode, they're all in tears and like they're all like embracing each other. And Angelica's like, "You guys are my best friends." And like little me, and when I say little, I mean twenty-four-year-old me, is just fucking an emotional wreck. Like I'm at someone's funeral, and a Drew walks in, and he's like, oh, we're, "We're not moving. I have a large <laughs> penis." And then it just goes right back to where they were. Uh, never, uh, don't forget, don't forget. Stu pickles, Stu pickles, and I, I'm going to assume this is the case for all the adults on the show. Stu pickles, thirty-five years old. He really? was 35 was that years old. old he was? That's how oh, old he was. Lord. He was 35 oh. years old. So we That's are we are, saying. we are mere years away from how old he yeah. was. I have lost control I'm of one my year life. away. <laughs> it's yeah. still flattering when I say that I'm 34 and people say no way. Oh yeah, I get that. I I I'm still like, I still I get a lot of um raised eyebrows if I show my ID or if I tell people I'm uh, thirty, almost thirty-two. Especially if I shave, if I don't have the goatee, because that happened. I was at a, I was at a diner a few weeks ago, and people were talking about uh, an old shopping plaza in Worcester that uh, was raised and pretty much it was like soda sopa from South Park. They they put you know the supermarket, the high end supermarket. And there's a Target there, but back in the day, it was like. It was like a relic of the 40s, the 50s. And I remember, I vividly remember it as a kid. And uh, all these boomers are talking about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this place. I remember there was a, you remember Zare's Ames? There was names there because my my, yes. my parents like freaking worshipped that that store. Um, and I bring it up and everyone's looking at me. And I, I swear to God, I was uh, the youngest person sitting there by about 30 years. And they're all looking at me, and one guy's like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "Uh, thirty-one." No, you're not. Oh, okay, cool. I'm not thirty-one then. All right, fucking asshole. That was a, one of the last conversations I had with my grandmother. Is she argued with me 
about how old I was. It was on my birthday. She called me for my birthday. And like, so she had some dementia. Oh, I should have laughed. Into it. But like, you can laugh. It's funny because she called me on my birthday. To argue with like, And then she's like, so how old are you? And I'm like, 32. And she's like, no, you're not. And like, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, I'm six years old. And then everybody reacts like, no, you're not. Like it brought me back to that time. And it was just so surreal to be 32 and having that feeling. Yeah. And she was like, no, you're not. And like, I was like, yeah, I was born in you know 87 that makes me 32 she's like is this michael that's my older brother (laughs) i'm like no this is and then she got really pissed at me i don't appreciate you messing with me put your mother on right now i was like and i gave the phone to my mother and my mother just started laughing she's like how old do you think he is (laughs) so anyway that's my story uh i wanna what (laughs) <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's do a bit of role play. Uh, Nate, I will be your grandmother, and you play the role of Nate. Okay. Uh, how? Okay. okay. I'll get the character. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Hello, son. How old I, are you? I'm 34. Lie! No, it's true. Lie! No, I'm. Uh, it's it's true. I was born in '87. You bunch of lying, no good punks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that actually went better than I thought it would. (laughs) Thank you, Hannah Peter, for all those improv lessons. Oh, that was good. (laughs) This is why we're still at it, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I do sincerely apologize for laughing at, at that story when you said she had dementia. I'm like, oh boy. That, that no, it's no. I mean, I know that it, where she was at, and I was. I think it's a really funny story. Like, I think comedy is fine. Um, the you last whatever you want. So you said that was your last conversation with her, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um. The, my my grandmother on my father's side, the last conversation I ever had with her is also the last time I ever saw her. She was more or less lying in what would be her, her deathbed. She was a million years old and, you know, was was on her way out. Let me tell you this, though. I was like smoked at least a pack a day and had a snifter of gin at five o'clock every, uh, every afternoon. And it more or less attributed to her, her longevity. Uh, so, you know, when old people are like, you know, when they talk about their vices, they're not kidding. It helps. Uh, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to jump into a big, big old jar of pickle juice. There you go. I'm going to preserve myself <laughs> like that. <laughs> Formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she's, you know, we're talking to her. It, uh, Kate was with me. It was the first and only time Kate ever met her. Um, and, uh, my, my old dog, Denise was with us too. And the entire time, my grandmother kept calling Kate Denise. And Man, then, that dog hated me. That dog hated everybody. The, the only people that that dog liked were my 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 father, Kate, and Kate's sister. That was it. And then by, by proxy, like if I was around any of them, then she liked me too. But otherwise, I mean, I think she spent most of her time with my mother. So you can imagine 
you know, how that goes. I mean, look at me. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and then the last thing that I ever heard my grandmother say was, well, it was nice to meet you, Denise. And Kate just went, Kate's like, yeah, nice to meet you, too. Like, at that point, she's like, I'm just going to go with it. There's no point in correcting her. <laughs> Uh, and now you know what though we all had a good laugh that was you know that that's what i like that's the note i like going out on you know oh um, of course uh whenever i you know when i know it's going to be the last time that i'm seeing a a dying relative i make sure that like we end on a good note so we're not like in misery and you know have to you know potentially watch suffering or what have you um you know i, I want to make sure you have a good story to come out of it so um, oh yeah yeah, otherwise they haunt you. You don't want that. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, from the grave. Ghosts. Yeah, straight up. They're, like, you're lying in bed at night. Can you see them circling the ceiling? Apparitions. On the topic of age, I know you guys just came out with way better stories than me, but um, I plucked my first gray nose hair. Oh, oh God. Oh, and that's how I know I'm getting old right there. That's it. Youth. Youth is yep. no more for you, sir. No more. We're not even talking gray hairs, nose hairs. You'll now be, you'll now be, be uh, buying all that Rogaine, <laughs> color, coloring, <laughs> coloring your hair, making yourself look bald young. like a man. It's all right. Was it red? Do you have ear hair? <laughs> Do you have ear hair yet? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't see my ears when I turn, but yeah. I might. I, I should probably check on that with like a side mirror or something at some point. Yeah, it's a good I, question that's though. That's, that's actually fun. a really intriguing one. I have I probably do. I have the hair like on my ears. I don't think they're in my ears though. I'm not like yeah. I'm not like Grandpa from Rugrats. Um, <laughs> no. Was it Ren and Stimpy with the magic nose hairs? Yes. Yes. You pluck them, and the, the nose hair goblins would like come and like grant your wish or something mm-hmm. of that similar. I I don't pluck mine unless I have one that's like really fucking long. I just I I just trim them. Because oh, it's not. worth mentioning that this one was like long enough to like curl outside of my nose, and that's why I was like, "This one's got to go." And I was right. like, "I oh, can't yeah. believe you're gray." It is. I have a picture of it. I actually took a picture. <laughs> of, it. of course you did. It's framed. <laughs> it is. Yep. Yep. It's history right here. There's me first dollar. <laughs> there. There's me first nocturnal emission. Save the fabric, don't you know? And there's me first gray nose hair. Just make sure you put your uh, first ear hair there too. Yep. Uh, when I pluck it, I will. Yeah. No, I've tried plucking nose hairs and nope, not happening. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts it like hurts. a motherfucker. Have you, you seen the thing that you can just shove up your nose and it's just like a, like a, it's just like a little. I do that most of the time nowadays. Yeah. I have a nice little, you know, wall yep. trimmer. It's all like, yeah. That's cool. And then I like blow out my nose and there's like endless little like hair follicles for like a day. I don't like that we're getting old. <laughs> we were teenagers when we started doing this, man. It happens. You know, when I realized I was old, it was when I was at a concert and I was seeing one of my favorite bands. And I got really excited when the band said, Thank you guys so much. This is our last song. Like, my favorite band. I love this band. But I just was so happy when they told me that it was the last song because I knew I was going to be able to sit down. <laughs> And that's when I realized I'm old. So like I'm looking forward to sitting down. I love that you said that because a few weeks ago I uh, saw Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. Um, I I feel like I've been talking about that a lot. Uh, Part of it's just the excitement of being able to go to a live show. 
Um, oh yeah. You know, in this era that we currently live. Uh, but I pretty sure I was just like at that diner. I was like the youngest person in attendance who wasn't accompanying a parent or a relative. Is that where they asked you how old you were? Uh, they didn't. Joke. Uh, I, I got, Oh, I only got carded because that's, you know, when you go to the indoor venues now, like they have to check ID and then vaccination status. It's a, it's a whole kit and caboodle, but they at least didn't comment even wearing a mask. They, I, I wasn't, uh, they didn't comment on my age. Thank God. But, um, uh, they get to the encore, and I in the past I'll usually leave shows during the encore because I want to beat the rush. It's something I learned from working in radio. It's not it's not like an old person thing. It's that I don't want to be trying to funnel out of a small space with hundreds of people and then get stuck in traffic. I mean, you know, oh, what, I hate that. Yeah. Especially if like if I look at the set list ahead of time and none of the songs are like the ones that I want to go see, then I'll just leave during the encore. And that was the case with Lindsey Buckingham. Look at the set list. The encore was nothing worthy of sticking around for. Encore comes up. And this is in a theater, by the way. So we're all sitting, and it's like the cramped theater spacing. And I'm looking around, and no one is getting up, and no one's leaving. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're all like 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds. Why is no one leaving? It's the encore. What's wrong we with you? We stay for the credits. And they all stayed. <laughs> they all stayed. I'm like, fuck it. I'll stay, too. I mean, I'm glad I did. But, like... And that was one of those times where I was like, also really excited to go to a concert. You know, it's been my second one since since COVID, but never mind. Really excited to be there. And yet I was still of the mindset like, all right, when's the encore? Where's the exit? Can I sneak out of here? Will it be easy for me to get up and take a leak if I have to? I have a very fond memory of the parking situation after a really big show. It was the Red Hot Chili Peppers and... The whole entire place, the parking garage was backed up. Everybody thought it was hilarious to just honk their horn and just, you know, just lean on it because it's the funniest thing. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what prompted this, but I decided to roll down the window and make a huge pterodactyl shriek, you know, like, like as loud as I possibly could. And silence (laughs) the entire place went from like everybody honking their horn to just what the fuck just happened and it was my favorite moment one of my favorite moments (laughs) you were so good you remember the um the stampy episode of the simpsons that reminded me of there's a shot where they're like panning over springfield and all you just hear dogs barking and howling and then Stampy roars, and there's just silence. <laughs> it just falls silent immediately. That's all I can yeah. think of. I thought you said Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought you leaned out your window and did this. More or less. <laughs> all right. Uh, really quickly, uh, Machine Gun Kelly playing, speaking of live music, gotcha. uh, Machine Gun Kelly playing at Louder Than Life Festival, uh, uh, flipped off and booed while performing. Uh, here's the audio from, uh, believe this is also from TMZ. Here we go. Fuck yeah, dude. Everyone fucking get on the fucking shoulders of some strong, sweaty guy and fucking crowd surf on up here. This next song goes like this. Because clearly people all know. 
Yeah, it's really sad when you're like, you're trying to do the call and response with the crowd, and they respond by booing. Why yeah. were they booing him? Uh, Why were they there? There's a couple of reasons uh, TMZ okay. elaborates. First, uh, Machine Gun Kelly is uh, a rapper, started off as a rapper. I saw him at Warp Tour 2012, and he was playing on, like, the smallest stage uh, at, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon because no one knew who the fuck he was. And I remember being blown away by his drummer. Because um, his drummer's, like, like the, the, the store brand version of Travis Barker. And it's it's kind of a testament to why Travis Barker and, and MGK are like buddies now and perform together. But uh, if Travis isn't available, then the guy that normally plays drums for him is like plays the same type of kit, the same type of setup, and it like plays just like Travis. So that was that was interesting. I'm like, ah, this, this uh, Machine Gun Kelly fellow is really gonna take off. I like his gumption. Well, he has since taken off. However. Last year released, uh, believe, Tickets to My Downfall is the name of the album, and it's a pop punk album. It's the best album that Blink 182 has put out in years. Uh, I say that half facetiously because Travis plays on, that, plays on that album, but it's a pop punk album. It's not, there's no, if there is rap on it, it's very little rap. Uh, so people are pissed about that. They're, they're pissed that he has transitioned now from rap to rock. Um, as several artists are doing, Nate, you, uh, reintroduced me to Willow Smith, who has gone full blown Paramore. Yeah, right. I was gonna bring her up, but like, I oddly like that one song that she put out recently, and I'm just like, should I? Like, this is. But Travis worked on it too. Yeah, I. I so it, it's like crazy. It's weird because Travis went from pop punk to rapper and working with all the rap stars, and now he's working yeah. with the rap stars, converting them to pop punk. Like, that's awesome. What? Uh, so that's the first reason people aren't happy that um, he's he's now a uh, pop punker. But the second reason is he got into a beef with Corey Taylor from Slipknot recently, and uh, uh, so that's why I saw that meme. Okay, and I believe uh, Slipknot was also playing at this festival. So uh, I don't know if they were playing on the same night, but uh, according to TMZ, MGK trashed Slipknot recently, saying he was happy to not be a fifty-year-old wearing a mask, which uh, mm-hmm. I mean. That's technically like, all fifty-year-olds wearing masks if they uh, <laughs> go with the COVID mandates. But you know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's also Slipknot too. I hate Slipknot. I, I don't know about you guys. I just they have I, barrel I like list. I like their music. Well, I like their old school music. They got a little bit weird towards the end, but they all do. I like they have people who play barrels. Well, yeah, Blue Man Group does. Yeah, too. wasn't there like nine people in that band? I don't actually know. I don't know. I like They're Stone Sour stuff. That's, they're not too bad. Yeah, Stone Sour is like a. It's kind of like Alexis on fire to City in color. It's yeah, you know, that you know. What is it? Uh, do the glass or whatever. That was a good mm-hmm. one. And bother. No, both of those are really good. If you're sad, you know, it's like those are like the go to like I'm sad songs. That was like back when I was an emo child in 2006. I mean, I still am, but like Stone Sour was like the the metal emo if that makes sense you know it wasn't it wasn't the blink 182 and the the dashboard confessional that i was listening to it was the harder side of emo mm-hmm. uh article from tmz goes on to say Corey taylor slipknot was the target and mgk wasn't done with him claiming Corey did a verse for mgk's album tickets to my downfall but as mgk put it it was fucking terrible so it was 86 from the album Corey proceeded to own mgk with receipts in the form of email screenshots uh between him and travis barker in which it was pretty clear MGK loved Corey's track, but it was Corey who passed. Uh, there's also an update, too, that says that um, 
Machine Gun Kelly's pushing back on the idea that he was getting nothing but hate at Louder Than Love Fest. Uh, I don't know. I've I've seen a couple different videos, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of booing going on. A whole lot of booernsing going on. Uh, there's another update. It looks like there was more one-on-one -on -one interaction with the audience last night than we previously thought because there's video of MGK apparently trying to squabble with concert goers. It wow. Seems, it seems towards the end of his set as he's being ushered off the stage. He gets near some folks in the front row and suddenly he's charging at them with his security team pulling him back. You can also hear someone scream, fuck him up. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Why did they go to oh it's a festival is it a it's, festival? It's, it's a festival and they, oh, okay. it's okay, all the people makes... it's all the people there to see the other bands and they have to suffer through MGK. Not that I'm saying MGK is bad. It's like if you're there to if you're if you're a slipknot fan, you're there to see Slipknot and he's playing afterwards, you gotta if you want a good spot in the crowd, as you know, you gotta you gotta stick through uh the trash. I mean I've done or, it. Or have an audience member throw a rock at the lead singer. <laughs> Get, get him get him to pull Morrissey and only play two songs before uh, storming off stage. You seen the Nickelback footage, right? Yep. Like, Are you guys ready to rock? <laughs> right in the dome? I haven't Fuck actually seen the footage. Yeah. Fuck Dang. you guys. Fuck you. And they all just leave. Uh, I think it was like Japan. Tokyo. Oh, Portugal. It's Portugal, right? I think this is it. Uh, he gets a rock thrown at him. Okay, I was wrong. It well, wasn't Japan or Tokyo. Well, there's nothing. <laughs> there's there's nothing better too than a, a YouTube video whose description says any stupid comments about this video, Nickelback or Portugal, will be removed. It, dude, it's YouTube. Le oh. Either turn comments off or just don't look at them. I, very very passionate people. I've learned the hard way because I played a video game that I thought was in Spanish. It wasn't in Spanish, and everybody in the comments let me know that. Oh, I mean, we've got our our John Penis Man video. It's got like uh, like thirty thousand views on it now. We're getting people calling out that we're referring to the video in the wrong language. That all of our comments were uh, nationalist. <laughs> we're fucking stupid Americans. Fuck off. Thirty one thousand views. That's all I'm gonna say. Better than anyone I know could have done, with the exception of Nate, who is is very successful. Cheated. Very successful. <laughs> you say you cheated or I cheated? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're uh, not wrong. I did. I did. Oh, okay. I, I cheated. Uh, I mean, I cheated everything. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, here we go. Failblock.org. Trafa de água, voou, venta a cabeça do seu vocalista. Have we got any Nickelback fans in Portugal? Are you sure? Up to you. You guys want to hear some rock and roll or you want to go home? See ya. See his hair. <laughs> his he's, hair is. Dude, he's got that short hair now, dude. He looks ridiculous. Now that he's got short hair, he's just like he's got the oddest looking skull shape. <laughs> so do I. Um, one of those. That's why I have all this curl. 
I'm screwed if I ever go bald. So. Uh, really quickly, here's uh, MGK uh, talking to um, his uh, head of security during the performance. Smithies, are they booing me? Nah, no, they're saying boo urns, boo urns. Are you saying boo or boo urns? I was saying boo urns. Thank you, old man. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we will wrap up this episode of Harley Focused. Coming up, stick around. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. This is Hardly Focused. Hardly Focused is available to enjoy on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. You hear me say that at the beginning of every podcast. Well, we made it super easy for you to follow the show. Find the best option for you at hardlyfocused.com slash subscribe.